Life Audio. Teach Us to Pray is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome back, friend. You are listening to the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we teach believers practical and real-life tips on how to grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast and founder of Beloved Women, where I encourage, equip, and empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's Word. I am so excited to share with you a recent conversation I had with my dear friend, April Christina. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. April Christina Farmer is a vocalist and speaker who has traveled the world sharing her gift of song and words of inspiration with audiences great and small. In addition to serving as worship leader, speaker, and Bible teacher at events and churches throughout the country, April is currently the director of adult ministry environments at Buckhead Church in Atlanta, Georgia. April and her husband, David Farmer, Senior are empty nesters and reside in Metro Atlanta. Listen, you are going to love our conversation today. April and I talk about what Jesus teaches us about prayer so that we can pray powerfully. What two practical areas believers need to be praying about now, especially with the state of our society and world today. And we're also going to talk about practical ways that we can pray first thing in the morning. Be intentional about prayer and pray without ceasing. Listen, April is going to give us a sneak peek into her own prayer life to encourage and inspire ours. You are going to love this conversation. I love that you compel others to seek God first, to make him your foundation. I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give the world for that very reason. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, what part do you believe 
prayer plays in keeping God first and making him our foundation? Mm -hmm. It's a great question. Um, I think it's everything. And in Matthew chapter six, Jesus lays out in the Sermon on the Mount how to pray. He tells us not to pray like this. Don't pray like the hypocrites do. And when you really look at that text and you break that down, the first part of the Lord, what we consider the Lord's prayer is all about God. He says, our father in heaven. So he's acknowledging this relationship. He calls him father. He didn't say God up in the sky. He calls him father. That means you know me and I know you. We're close. We have intimacy. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, which is worship, glory and honor to you. So immediately as as Jesus is starting this prayer, his focus is already on God. We don't even know what he's coming to God about, but he's teaching us immediately that our focus should be on him. Glory and honor to you. Hallowed be your name. And then there's this submission of authority to him, your kingdom come, your will be done. So before I've even asked or petitioned you for anything, I'm already submitting myself to your will. It already places my whole world in your hands. So no matter what the outcome is, I'm submitted to your authority. Yeah. Uh, um, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he says, now give us this day, our daily bread, daily, daily bread, not the bread for the week, not the bread for the month. Give us to this day our daily bread. So Jesus is immediately teaching us, hey, you should come to me for, for sustenance every day. You should depend on me every day. So this is the role that prayer plays is Jesus is praying, is laying this prayer out. He says, you know, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Forgiveness is huge. You know, we're going to God about our stuff, but we carry in unforgiveness and all these things in our heart. For, you know, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. There is an evil one. Right. There is one that is that there's an adversary who is against God, who seeks to kill, steal and destroy us. But he says, deliver us from that. And then he goes on even in verses 14 and 15. He said he reiterates for if you don't forgive others, your heavenly father cannot forgive you. He says that so plain. And so when we look at this prayer that Jesus laid out. He's teaching us how to pray. This is vital to life because of the positioning, putting God first, acknowledging, having relationship with him, worshiping him and submitting to him before we even petition God for anything else in our lives. Because the moment we do that, what I'm coming to God for is already taken care of. Yeah, because I've taken the first part of that to focus on him. It turns my eye off of my need or off of what I'm feeling and experiencing to the reality of who God is and that he's in full control. And if I'm surrendered to him, you got it, Lord. You know, and so that's that's that role that that prayer. It's it's pivotal to everyday living and it's food to our souls. It's sustenance. It's it's everything. Yeah. And it kind of ties back into what we were talking about. It, it kind of ties into worship. You talking about Jesus acknowledging the authority of God. Yes. And then responding to it and saying, and I need you daily and teaching us. <laughs> this is how we should be responding to God with a, I need you daily. And we can receive him daily through praying to him and coming to him mm-hmm. um, to get that focus Mm -hmm. on him so we can have a firm, sure foundation 
in such an uncertain world. Yeah. Curious to know what your prayer life looks like. I know you're a busy woman on the go and a lot of our sisters are as well. What practical ways are you using to keep prayer a daily habit? Mm, That's a great question. Honestly, it took time. Oh my gosh. Okay. Time, time and intentionality. Those are so key. But I really, I did, I started small. I made a commitment to God. I was like, Lord, I'm going to do this. Even if it's, and I started with the five minutes. Right. The five minutes. I put the app on my phone. I have it, you know, for the devotional. But one of the things when, and my, my former pastor taught me this, there's something significant about, even if it's first thing in the morning, before you get up to brush your teeth, just fall out that bed and get on your knees real quick. And just start simply, God, I'm just thanking you for today. Even if you're still laying in the bed, Lord, I got to get up. But I want to acknowledge you this morning. I want to thank you for waking me up. Give me strength to get this day started. That is the first conversation. But even in that moment, you can say, God, I thank you. I acknowledge you. Help me today. I trust you. I'm surrendered to you. I don't know what today is going to look like. I know how I feel. I know what's going on, what I went to bed with, but I'm going to give you this day. And that took 30 seconds, you know, but it's right. that start sm- starting small. So for me, it's a, it's a morning thing. I know what my personality is. If I don't get it done in the morning, it's I'm hard pressed to get it done. That intentional time later on throughout the day, but know what your body's like, know what your schedule's like and intentionally find the time for me. It's in the morning. So I get up and I, I pray, I go off to my corner I do a daily Bible reading. I'm actually, I started a few years ago just reading through the Bible every year. And so I have a portion that I read because I want to, I want to read the Bible every year, the whole thing. And I knew that that was something I hadn't done. And that actually sparks prayer time too, because as you're reading through the Bible and you're seeing certain things, you just stop. You're just like, oh my gosh, Lord. And, and the whole, that's the Holy Spirit's job to bring things to you. And you'll just stop in that moment and you'll pray. And so sometimes that, that can be a long time. Sometimes it's brief. It's just that three verses that it gave me for that day. And I'm praying, God, thank you for your word. And then I go on about the day. But throughout the day, as I, if I'm in my car, I'm praying and I'm just talking to God. My thoughts, my prayers, sometimes I'll reach out to click on my Marco Polo to say something to my friend and I'll hear, I'll feel like the Holy Spirit saying, talk to me. Okay. And we just, it's so, it's just that continual communication with him throughout the day. Lord, my coworker just ticked me off. I know how I'm feeling. I need you to help me get through this. I need you to help me be kind. Although this person, I feel this, you know, just be honest. And that's one of my big things. I'm not, I don't have to be on for God. Mm. Sometimes we feel like we have to be on for other people. Right, right. You got to put your, you got to put your, your face on. You got to put your work face on. You got to put your mom face on. You got to put your teacher face on, whatever it is that you do. But I don't have to be on for God. I can be totally honest with him. Lord, I'm frustrated. This, I do not like this. My husband just pissed me off. Like, what in the world? Help yeah. me get through this moment. And that is prayer. That is that continual communication with God and trusting that the Holy Spirit, and this is the other part about it, though, mm-hmm. when the Holy Spirit tells us something, it's responding to it. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that cultivates that obedience to God, that surrender, that submission. Lord, I don't want to do that. But yes, okay, I will be nice. I will smile. 
I will let that go. I will forgive that even though I feel like I was wronged. You know, and he's constantly working on us. So that's that's what it looks like for me. It's just it starts with that intentional time in the morning for me. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I can't get to it in the morning or I'm sleepy and I'll just sleep in. But I make sure I get it done in the evening. And my app will remind me, hey, <laughs> you didn't do your. That's that intentional part right there. That's the, and do what works for you. If it's not in this phone on my calendar, it ain't happening. So yeah. that's because we are busy. And so I, I put it in there. So I've even told my staff, like, hey, put it in your work schedule. Put in 15 minutes to stop and read. If you can schedule going to lunch with so-and-so, if you can schedule a meeting, you can schedule some quiet time with God. I know that's right. I know that's <laughs> So I'm, I'm learning from you, you know, being intentional, you know, schedule it if you need to. As much as you can, keep it first thing in the morning, even if it's a 30 second prayer, just inviting God to be the fuel for your day. And I love your point about praying throughout the day. And I think you gave really practical examples of what it means when the Bible says pray continually. Like, it's not like I have to be in my closet 24 seven, but like as you know, I'm driving or washing the dishes or at soccer practice Mm -hmm. I can be praying just the same way I would be like thinking about something. I could use that time to pray. Mm -hmm. So I love those practical ways that we can just incorporate prayer into our daily lives Mm -hmm. and how just by giving us a little bit of peep into your prayer life. Thanks so much (laughs) for sharing that. You know, sometimes you need to see someone else do something before, you know, you get the motivation or the know how to do it yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you can see it in someone else's life, it inspires you to live it out in your own. So that's why I love asking that question. As far as thinking about just our society today and the way things are going, what is one of the greatest areas you think Christians should be praying about? Wow. Oh, man. I would say truth. Mm, Yeah. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And right now, truth is subjective in our culture. Right. It's whatever feels good to you. It's however the wind blows. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. It's, you know, it's subjective and it's fluid. And I don't know about you, but I can't walk on water. (laughs) I can't. I need need some solid ground. Right. I need solid ground and truth is solid ground. But our culture continually changes what truth is and nothing is objective. Nothing is solid. And so I think as a body of believers, we know the truth based on the scriptures. If we believe that the scripture is inspired of word of God, and this is the anchor by which we live our lives. This is the the manual by which we live our lives, seeking to understand it. We are not brilliant. We're not, you know, brainiacs, but God promises through his Holy Spirit to illuminate all truth to us through his Holy Spirit. So seeking that out, Father, what is true? So I'd say truth so that we can share truth in love, know and recognize when something's false. I know when something's false because I know what's true, you know? (laughs) 
It doesn't change like the wind. No, this is a cup. It's always been a cup. Okay, <laughs> what you tell me this is not a cup, that's a cup. You right. know what I mean? Right. So I don't have to be swayed by that because I'm insecure. So truth is important and it's vital as our culture continues. So as believers, I would love for us to pray for truth. Number one, that we know it. And we know that through continually spending time in God's word. Right. So I challenge believers. It's one of my biggest things. Read scripture. Read it. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. And I don't want to be, sometimes I feel like the enemy tries to make me feel like, well, April, you're being too, too this, or you're being too churchy, or you're being too like, no, Right. If, 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 if I have to put a car together, I need to know how to put this car together. I don't need to be guessing and right. I don't need to think I know what it means because of what somebody told me down through the years or because page seven of 525 I memorized, but I don't know the other pages. Right. No, I need to read the whole scripture. So I encourage people to read scripture. And then the other part is, is praying for oneness as a body of believers. Yeah. I think the division in the body is damaging. Yeah. I think it's damaging. And, and, and I'm not saying we're going to all always agree on everything, but I think there needs to be a unity and a oneness that we see in the book of Acts as the church was formed and what God, what Jesus himself called us to, how can two walk together unless they agree? Yeah. You know, and so that, those are the things on my heart that I see as I pray about, you know, just the future and how I prepare to leave my legacy or my legacy of Christ on the earth. It's truth and oneness, truth and unity. Yeah, those are very powerful because we know Jesus himself is the word of God yes. and his prayer for us as believers was always that we would be one. And so it is disheartening to see so much division among believers, but God has gifted us with the power of prayer. And I truly believe that prayer can change things, even us, especially us. Yes. Um, and I think that oneness is something that undoubtedly aligns with God's will. So how much more powerful for us to pray about something that God actually wants, if we'll take the time to do it. It is my hope that today's episode has provided you with insight and helpful tips on how you can pray. We have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer. So I hope that if you were encouraged by today's episode, you will share it with a friend and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we will continue to learn how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent, and life-giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me at belovedwomen.org and check out the show notes to download my free five-day prayer guide. I also want to invite you to study the Bible with me by downloading the Beloved Women app available in the Apple or Google Play stores or visit belovedwomen.tv. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. God bless you and I'll talk to you. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcasts. 
hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.